Hello there, welcome along to PTI Australia. I'm Russell Barwick. Now, Keck is having a bye this week, so we've got the Aussies abroad superstar, Jace Bennett, in the chair, and he fits it a little looser. Than this is a big, comfortable chair. <laughs> big, big shoes to fill. A big, comfortable man, I can tell you that. Tonight on the show, we've got a winner who feels like a loser. A team used to winning losers again. Is the A-League onto a winner? Can Cadell win again? And LeBron finally delivers a win. Johnny Ralph is here, and it's all brought to you by sportingbet.com.au. But we start with the biggest story in Australian sport for a long time. Black Caviar, she made it 22 wins on the trot over the weekend. That win at Royal Ascot, but most, if not all, of the attention has been on the jockey, Luke Nolan, easing up near the line, then having to ride her out. Wins by a nose, but... Man, that was close. Ease up. You said it. Ease up. They still won, didn't they? Let me check. Did they win? They won. Yes, they win. And if, as an owner of a horse or any sort of football team, you don't care by how much, by how far, you just want to win. And, and they did. And look, as, as it's come out in the last couple of days, she was injured. Did that play into it? She didn't have the acceleration we expected her yep. to have. Did, was Luke aware of that no, fact? Has he maybe extended I her career? I don't even know whether he was aware of the winning post because he sort of no, eased he up and then he saw it. Um, look, I'm glad she won because poor old Luke Nolan, it would have been totally unfair with all the work that he's done and the media was just enormous and they just did everything. It would have been brutally unfair if he had to carry... Uh, the, the mantle of being the person who stopped Black Caviar. And it would have really wrecked his mental and well-being, for props sure. Props to him for manning up, too, and maybe gave her the greatest moment Absolutely. of her career. Absolutely. Speaking of great moments, only a week to go until State of Origin 3. The teams have been named, players are in camp. However, there are some changes due to injuries. Are they going to be enough to swing this game one way or the other? Well, there's, they picked 19 for New South Wales. They're picking 20 for, or they picked 20 for Queensland. And you've got uh, English potentially the fullback. Is Billy Slater going to play? Sam Thiday comes back. New South Wales have got the injury hanging over the head of uh, uh, Glenn Stewart. We don't know about Paul Gallen. He's still uh, battling, but they had the bye. It's just going to be wall-to-wall -wall origin for the next, what have we got? Ten days, seven days, whatever it is, and I can't wait. The biggest game of origin in the last 20 years. Ricky Stewart's last game. New South Wales looking at seven series defeats. One all going to Queensland. Oh, I wish I had a ticket. I would, wish I had a ticket. Would Queensland think it's the biggest game in 20 years Queensland, or just New South Wales? Queensland have played poorly in the first two games and got just beaten in the first... Uh, sorry, won the first one. And yeah, they got well beaten in the second one, but they've played poorly. What they'd be saying is, look, we haven't played our best and we're one all. Well, they're getting excited because they might win. We have to... You know, it's ours to lose. It's ours to lose. So I reckon it'll be a fabulous game. To AFL, Geelong's loss to the Swans on Friday night sees them sitting in seventh spot. And the top four now seems a long way off for the defending premiers. Uh, plenty of riding the cats off too old. Are you one of them? No. No, they're not too... Look, once the pace goes out of the game, their biggest issue is speed. We know that. Yeah. Early in games, they're getting jumped. They got jumped by Carlton. They got jumped by the Swans. Their second halves over the last month, they've kicked 37 goals to 16 against teams. Once the sting goes out of it, they don't have Travis Varco this year. They haven't got much out of But you can't give a team seven goals head start. You can't. Well, I'm not saying that they're definitely going to win the flag, but I'm also saying you can't write them off. They've got issues. Wojcicki's coming back. Stokes and Christensen. They haven't got a lot of footy out of Christensen. They haven't got a lot of footy out of Varco. They've got issues around that. They've still got a lot of champion players. They can still find ways to win. But they're it's not an open make top season. Four. 
but they may not need to this year. Right. You might be able to finish fifth and sixth, and you might be able to get a final in Melbourne in the first week against a team that's maybe just fallen in yeah. like a Carlton. And then you're pretty much where you are if you finish first and maybe go to Perth or something in the first week. Who wants to do that? If they lose, they're too old. If they win, it's experience. Is that fair? Isn't that always the way? It is what it is. To the A-League, the new Western Sydney team has been officially unveiled. The name is the Western Sydney Wanderers. Colours are black and red. The jerseys are hoop design. The logo being revealed. They'll play some of their games at Parramatta. What are you reckoning about this? This is the worst idea in Australian sport in the modern era because... It's a great idea to have a second Sydney team. It is the worst idea to have it now because it's seemingly rushed. Yes, we've got a coach and I think an assistant coach, but the blokes that actually play it's are still TBA. Yeah. I can understand it takes a bit of time to do this, but let's just well, take The first a, game's October the 6th. Greater Western Sydney had two years to do yeah. this. I mean, the Gold Coast Suns had years to do it. Some of the rugby league teams that have been brought in have always had a year. This is being pushed in and it just screams of potential failure. Now, I hope, I really do, that it works. But What about the name, the Wanderers? They're talking about playing at Parramatta, maybe Campbelltown, maybe oh, I Penrith. Can, I can give the Western Sydney Wanderers the tick. I didn't want... I, look, I'm a big fan of the Western Sydney Bogans because I'm a Bogan and a Westie myself. So I just think we've got to go to our roots. But the Wanderers works for me. It's, it, it gets the, uh, the, the football or the soccer fraternity... Uh, involved because there's a lot of wanderers out there, but no, nah, bad idea. Rushed, rushed. From A-League to rugby, proposal put forward that for an Anzac rugby team, a team made up of Wallabies and All Blacks combined to tour the British Isles in 2015 mm. to mark the 100th Gallipoli anniversary. You're a bit more positive about this one? If the other one was a bad idea, this is the best idea I've heard in a long time. I would love the Anzacs to play. I mean, we always see the Lions come uh, to Australia and New Zealand and you've got the Irish and the Scottish and the Welsh and the English and they seem to mingle and have a great time. You're always talking to them later and they say, oh, the best tour I was on was the Lions tour and the crowds are fabulous. So how often would you do it? A one-off or a I once every four every, years? I reckon or every four years. Why wouldn't you have an Anzacs tour of, uh, you know, the people in the UK would pay millions to go and watch uh, the likes of Genia, inside of Dan Carter, passing out to Conrad Smith, uh, Sonny Bill out wide, uh, Digby Ioane, just in well, the back. Well, how backs. many Aussies make the team? Pocock, if you had it today, probably three or four. Maybe if they're all fit, Pocock, Horwell would make it. Genia would make it a Ioani, but then you mix them up with a couple of others, and oh, I just think it's a super concept. I, I'd love to see it, and uh, thumbs up. I hope it works. Uh, Tour de France. Mm, not my favourite event, but I know it's yours. Back this weekend, three questions. There was two, but I added another. Can Cadell back up and win again? Will the Armstrong drug allegations cast a shadow over the whole event? And will someone test positive? Let's handle the drug issue first. Someone may test positive, who knows? I've got money on it. Uh, will it... Will it Overshadow the event? No, because we've all become so desensitised to drug testing in cycling. The but the Armstrong thing is big. It is big. It is big. But it's he's not ra he's not racing. He wasn't planning on racing. He's been put out of triathlon, uh, so it's almost a side issue now. We're right. talking about going back in history. We're not so talking Cadell? about right now. Cadell can definitely win. He's had a very different uh, build up to previous. Because you years. know him really well. The same as last year. Last year he had a build up which was much lighter than previous years. He used to race, 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 race up to the Tour de France, thinking you got to get the miles in your legs. Last year he got injured in March. Didn't race anywhere near as much. Came into the event much fresher. And guess what? He had pop in his legs in the second half of and the event. And how much fun was that when... It was like a black caviar moment. I mean, everybody... And I'm a bit anti the Tour de France, but I still got up and watched it. I thought, well, this is going to be once-in-a-lifetime stuff. He's got a better team. He's got a better team. Perfect preparation. He can win again. OK, to the NBA Finals. Miami Heat wrapped up the title in five games over OKC. 
Uh, the win all about LeBron James. Can we call him an all-time great now he's got one of those little rings on his finger? It's funny, isn't it? I mean, they, in America, they put a much greater uh, weight to the amount of championships you've won. You can't be a champion player unless you've played in a champion team. In Australia, we're a little bit more pragmatic about it. It's, you can be a great player that was just in a bad team throughout your career. Yeah. He's won one now. He's already got three MVP awards. He's already going to be an all-time great. Um, I think he answered critics. That's the thing. He silenced it for at least 12 months because it was all about LeBron choked down the clutch in the big yeah. games. He didn't do that this year. Having said that, if he does it next year and chokes in the clutch, this will be forgotten and they'll all back be on him again. But he didn't do it... He did it solo. He didn't have much uh, support from uh, the teammates. I mean, he was the star, especially in the second game at Oklahoma when he just turned it on. Yeah, but look, I mean, had they, Wade they, they there, do spread the load Bosch with Wade no and Bosch. And yeah, Bosch was ordinary. And one of the reasons they do put more... What, Miller got, what, seven from eight from the three in the final game? That was ridiculous. They put more credence on rings in America, there's no doubt. That is the headlines. He did all right first up. Johnny Ralph is next. Uh, look at what's going on in the AFL right now. It's all to come on PTI Australia. I'm glad you hear about the NBA. <laughs> Miller. Not a fan? No, I am a fan. Welcome back to the show. We're about to hit the run into the finals in the AFL now. The buys are all out of the way. Johnny Ralph here for a chat. I've got to ask you, are you a buy fan? Can they do it differently or do you just say, OK, cop the pain over three weeks and move on? No, I love it. I think you actually get to watch every game of football. You get to analyse it as well. Um, as soon as we have a total split round with no games of football, Letters, low cups, all of a sudden, other codes come in. I think it's been a good format. OK. Uh, plenty to talk about. Let's go back to the... I asked Jace earlier about mm. the Swans and Geelong. What are your thoughts about Geelong? I think Geelong are slow, as Jason said, but I also think that they've just lacked a little bit of hunger. And why not after three flags in five years? Combining that with the lack of pace, combining that with a lack of pace that's going to come into the side uh, in terms of Menzel, mm. blokes like that who are not coming back now. Varco as well, he's had more surgery. I think they make finals. I just don't see him winning the flag. And I still think that the flag winner comes from the top four, even though we've got such an even season. So at the Swans, still sitting up there at this mm -hmm. point of the season, they've been a bit of a surprise packet along with Essendon. What do you make of the Swannies? Real deal for me. I know that Sam Reid has not got his kicking boots on, but he's going to be a superstar. He's so much better when Ben yeah. Reid joins him next yeah. year from Collingwood. Oh, if only. How good <laughs> oh, would that be as well? Is that on the phone? I'll tell you, you heard it here first. Ben Reid going to Sydney. He's out of contract as well. No, he's not. Um, Mumford as well, half fit. Goods half foot. I don't even know why he played on the weekend. But with those blokes building back into form, Jeddah with pace, I think they're the real deal. They'll play two finals at ANZ Stadium. They can win the flag. What about the uh, object that some of the teams are going to now look at? Fifth and sixth might mm -hmm. well be a better position than third and fourth having to go to West Coast uh, potentially and, and play Collingham. You might get a little bit of momentum if you play at home in that first round of the finals. Yeah, you're right. But you also might play Collingwood, who are in top spot at the moment. So I don't think you can actually take that chance. I think he's Historically, the sides that lose from third and fourth always beat fifth and sixth. Yeah, it's a different kind of year. Oh, yeah, it's an Adelaide 97, 98 type of year. I still think top four, that's where you win the flag from. Tom Scully and the treatment by A, the fans, Melbourne, and B, the fun police at the MCG. What did you make of all of that on the weekend? Surely you need to have a little bit of fun. Isn't the political correctness gone, Matt? I understand if you swear or if there is overt racism or something like that, but there were 20,000 there at the Hold ground. Hold that $100 bills? 80,000 <laughs> spare seats, they said, oh, it gets in the way of our corporate interests. So I loved it. I loved the fact that actually there was a double standard as well. Look, Mitch Clark, 800000 a year Melbourne paid him to go from Brisbane. 
So they can't really have it both ways. I love the rivalry. I love the fact that there was a bit of intensity. I like the passion. Come on. We yeah. build our game on passion. We always tell ourselves it's the people's game. There was nothing offensive about what they were saying. It was a bit of fun. Tom Scully would have looked at it, had a bit of a mm -hmm. wry smile. There was... Uh, let it Scoreboard go. Scoreboard is the, the... That's what you should be just pointing at and saying, mate, we beat you by 100 points. Yeah. Forget about it. And so they should have as well. Tom Scully, I think, has shown again, though, he's not worth the $1.6 million. He had 18 possessions, six of them in the second half. Look, he needs to be a much better player. Callum Ward probably deserves the cash. He's the one that's starring. You need to lift a little bit, Tommy Scully. Eagles and Collingwood, is that a preview to the grand final, what we saw on the weekend? Absolutely. I think West Coast were absolutely undiminished. They lost the game, but they did hit the front. Dane Beams, what a star he is for Collingwood. But I just think it shows there are no fears at the MCG. They've won a flag there. They've probably lost one by a couple of points as well, 95, uh, 2005 and six. They are a red-hot side. They will play two finals and they will probably beat West Coast, uh, Collingwood in the, in the uh, grand final decider. Mm. We got what we expected at the MCG with Essendon, uh, with uh, the Eagles and Collingwood. We didn't get what we expected at Etihad, North Melbourne and Adelaide. What did you make of that? I love the yeah. fact that Kekovic is away. And finally, <laughs> North <laughs> Melbourne has a win of substance against a very good side. But how do they play like that when they were <sighs> stinky for the previous five weeks? Oh, they saved the yep. Gold Coast game where they fell over the line. Well, they'd beaten expansion sides and they'd beaten Brisbane and they'd beaten Geelong for a six-day break back in round three or four. This was a win of substance for them. They've got, finally, blokes like Attlee, uh, Cunningham, um, McMillan. Uh, uh, so many of those young kids are actually engendering some confidence in their side. I think that they will... Not make the finals, but I think from here on in, given a soft draw, I still think that they'll go pretty mm -hmm. close. Mm. Did we learn something about Adelaide, or were they just due for a flat one? Uh, no, we learned something about them. No excuses for them. I think a lot of sides now will think they've got a bit of a soft underbelly. I'm not sure if that's fair, but I think sides will think we can go over to Amy Stadium and we can probably beat them in uh, week one or two of the finals. Uh, tip it. Kicking errant. Uh, Dangerfield gets tagged out of it at times. I think finally we saw a little bit of a crack in the armour. Uh, Kekker apparently is on the nomination list for the uh, multicultural team of champions. Uh, one of the great Aussie blokes. He'd be very chuffed about being on that list, I'd suggest. I think he's a certainty as well. Because no Ralph, Bennett or Barr. Well, but point, it's a first or second generation thing. We've seen blokes that are, uh, you know, Sam Mitchell. I think his parents were New Zealand. That's not a multicultural team yeah. in the century. I love the fact that we're celebrating multiculturalism. We've had some racism situations as well. So it's very important. But don't put together a Mickey Mouse team. Yeah, no, put together a legitimate Basha, one. Basha Hooli and exactly. Kegovic yeah. and Dimitriou and uh, And they deserve to be in it. Not blokes who and are uh, first generation. Jezalenko, your beauty. GM Syracuse. Exactly. We've got enough of those blokes. Don't put Mickey Mouse blokes in. Ralphie, uh, bold prediction. We're a long way away. Mm -hmm. Who of the teams that are... Uh, around there are going to miss the eight. Is it Carlton? It's Carlton at the moment. There's five sides on six and six. Only one of those gets I'd in. I like that. Carlton probably in trouble. Uh, Richmond in trouble. Fremantle in trouble. I still think Geelong sneaks in. OK, good on you, mate. Next up, we introduce Jace to a game of over-under and in the spotlight will be the Australian track and field team, Bernard Tomic and, of course, the Wobblies. <laughs> you know, I can't, you're a Carlton man. Got to be a realist. Time for over under where we've got a number we decide if something is over or under that number. It's really tough isn't it? First with the Australian Green Edge team about to make its debut and a smattering of Aussie riders on various other teams. How many Tour de France stages will Australians win this year? Over under Three and a half. Can you draw me a diagram? I don't get the... Con no, I understand. Everyone, how many stages are there? 30,000 stages. How many Aussies win? Well, I think over this year because for two reasons. One, I think you can pencil in Cadell to win a couple. 
Uh, Andy Schleck's not going to be there. So late in the race, uh, you can pencil Cadell. Schleck's aren't there? No, uh, well, Andy's not. Frank is. Frank! But, uh, you can pencil Cadell in for at least two. Right. But here's the thing. This year there's the Green Edge team, the Australian team. So in the past we've had lots of Aussies riding at the Tour de France, but they've been domestics riding for other teams' yeah, lead little, riders. little lecky boys. The guy who just does the work to set the other bloke Correct. up for the win. This year we've got a team we've that's got setting a whole up Aussies lot of lecky boys. for a win. Yeah. So you've got the likes of uh, Matt Goss and Simon so Gerrans. So how many? Oh, I reckon if uh, Green, Green Edge have a good series, maybe five? Five, five. or six? So who else? Let's go nuts. We'll go, who outside of Cadell then? Si uh, Matt Goss, Simon Gerrans, uh, there's Lancaster, there's Baden Cook, there's Michael Rogers, oh, there's Richie enough. Port, there's a, there's a host of them. I hope you're right. The Wallabies beat Wales 3 zip narrowly. Uh, next up for them is the Rugby Championship later this year. Six matches, two against the Argies, South Africa, and the ABs. So over under, three and a half wins, I might just say under. Yeah, because I'm going to sit on the fence. Uh, seriously, the w wins against Wales were just. There was two of them by a kick after the siren, and the other one was just by a bees. They haven't crossed the line against a side not renowned for its defence. When they come up against the All Blacks, who put 60 on Ireland, they are going to get their... Pull down. So they have to win. They have to win. You got to win an away two, game. They're going to have to beat Argentina twice and then pinch an away game against South Africa or the Kiwis. Exactly. And I just don't think it's going to be there. I think South Africa can certainly beat them here. Uh, New Zealand, it's a flip of the coin here, but over there, no hope in the world. In fact, it's probably not even a flip of the coin. And the Argies aren't hopeless. Uh, they get their players back from the domestic French series, particularly, they will be OK. It's just a matter of how many of their players come back. So would three out of six be a pass mark for you? What's a pass mark? A pass mark is three home wins, absolutely. But uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. Last year, Bernard Tomic had his best Grand Slam, of course, making the quarters at Wimbledon. Uh, you need to get uh, four wins to make the quarters this mm -hmm. time around. So, will he make the quarters this time around? Will he go over under four and a half rounds? He plays a qualifier in his first round. <laughs> it's, it's a who knows on this one, isn't it? Look, I, I, Bernard's a little bit good like... Good Bernard or bad Bernard That's exactly. He's up. a bit like Mark Philippoussis in his day. When he's yeah. good... He can beat anybody in the world. When he's bad, he's not he so good. He does like grass. He does like grass. It's his favourite surface. Um, look, he's seeded 20th, which is important. It means he avoids seeds in the early rounds. He'd play Marty Fish in the third round, Songer in the so fourth round. So he should round. play the, the qualifier and then a, a, another low-ranked player yep. in the second round. Then he'd get Marty Fish, who's 14th. He'd get mm -hmm. Songer, who's 15th or 16th. Then he'd get Nadal in the, in the um, quarters. quarters. So that's the question. Can he get through the first couple under. of rounds? I reckon he'll get it. If he gets to Songer, he'll get beats. He hasn't been winning going into it, so I'm prepared to say he won't. I hope I'm wrong. I like being wrong. It's happened a lot lately. Um, I hope he doesn't uh, get bundled out by Songer, but I think he won't make the quarters. What about you? Yeah, I'm sort of leaning that Tending way. Tending to agree. The London Olympics, only a month away, and our track and field team said to be the strongest it's been in a long time. A little bit of controversy last week. Over and under, four and a half medals for the athletics team. Any colour. We can, only be, we can only be bullish at this time. Miles every, every, over. Every, every time we have the Olympics. Lapierre. Sally Pearson, Sally Pearson. You can chalk her in. The Walkers, Talent, Deeks, Adams, they could they could medal. Mitchell Watt in the um, Watt. in the long jump. Steve Hooker in the pole vault. Who knows? He's, He's had a bad preparation, but you never know. Alana Boyd, the female pole vaulter. Danny Samuels in the discus. Danny Samuels, there's Jared five. Bannister, Kim Mickle in the javelin. The, the relay, of, the relay, the four by four hundred. A couple of middle distance. Hang on, I've just we're going to win thirty medals. I reckon we're good for. If you're going to say all colours, I think it's seven or eight. And I mean the preparation. It's the biggest team we've ever sent to. Uh, an Olympic Games. I think it's actually the biggest 
contingent of the Australian Olympic team is the athletics team. Well, four's the most. Normally, it's the swimmers. Four's the most we've won at an Olympics or a world championship since Mexico 1968. So it would be a big issue. Good stat. Well, that's okay. So we've decided that it's going to be over four and a half medals, under four and a half rounds, under three and a half wins the Wallabies, and over. Three and a half stages. How'd we'll I go? How we go? I Was I under well. or over? Uh, you were over. That's it. We're done. Next up, happy time. The big finish and our sporting bet best bets of the week. But we always pump up the Olympic team at this time of the year. Oh, don't I we? just think that it's a little hiding. Happy birthday this week to American Superfish Michael Phelps. The swimming legend is turning 27. There is some talk he's going to have a crack at 10 events. In London, can you believe that? You've got eight gold medals in Beijing. Is he going to... No. Well, Surely he, not. He could have a crack. One thing I will tip, though, at his birthday party, there'll be no camera phones. A happy anniversary oh. to Jeff Fennick <laughs> and Azuma Nelson. 21 years ago, they fought out that controversial draw in Vegas. The only people there thought that Fennick lost were the judges. Jeff never the same again after that fight. And, of course, Azuma, a year later, touched him up at Princess Park. Belted him. And... and was the worst thing about Jeff Fennick's career is we always keep referring back. He's a super, super champion, but it was the one thing that's a little bit of a black mark, unfortunately. Not his fault, of course. Happy trails to HQ. Gone. Leaving the A-League after only one season. The Melbourne victory says he's going uh, back to England for family reasons, but I hear that he's already training with Blackburn, so where's the family reasons in that? Well, his mother-in-law apparently has a rare form of cancer, so I he's going back for that. understand, but he's already training. I mean, it's a Well, he's still got to make a living. Exactly. He just has to base himself in England. Fair enough. Now for the big finish. Aussie equestrian legend and triple gold medalist Andrew Hoy off to his seventh Olympics in London. He first competed in 1984 in LA. Only missed Beijing since. A swagger gold medals. He what a champion. I'd love to see his horse do seven he Olympics. He must love the village, that's for sure, because <laughs> he'll be the oldest bloke there. To football and at Euro 2012, we've got our semi-finals. Spain up against Portugal and Germany, Italy. What about that? And what about the poor old Poms getting dusted up in the penalties again? It's unbelievable. One and six they are now in Who penalty wins? shootouts. Well, it's going to be Spain. interesting. So you'd think Spain and you'd think Germany. Yeah. I but agree. there's a bit of play involved. Those two teams have only got two days to prepare, so okay. who knows? In the European Formula One Grand Prix, Fernando Alonso won on home turf in Spain to open up a handy lead in the championship. Mark Webber now second. He started 19th on the grid and managed to finish fourth. It's generally a track Valencia that's hard to overtake on, but this was a cracker of a race. Mm -hmm. Mark Leishman got his breakthrough win on the US PGA Tour, won the Travelers Championship, shot 62 in the final round. Finally, it's the first Aussie win anywhere in golf this year. Yeah, PGA Tour or European Tour. Not often you see the winner tee off before mid day on the Sunday though. He had to sit there for to two at hours. the start of the day he was. And this week's quote of the week comes from former England captain Andrew Flintoff on fellow former England captain and now media analyst Mike Atherton. He's a bleeping bleeping. He sits there making judgments about players that are much better than he ever was. Believe me, he's a bleep. Do you think he was holding back there at all? But also... I don't know why you're saying bleep so much. Now for the sporting bet, best bets of the week. Butting in like Cronulla to beat Brisbane. I like St Kilda to beat North. And sporting bet think there's a bit of an upset on Friday night. Carlton over Hawthorne. Don't forget mm. to podcast us. Just head to the iTunes store, search PTI Australia and download away. And that'll do it for today. Jase, uh, thanks very much. Filling in for Keg and you're off to the X Games. My pleasure. Yes, off to LA. Catch all the action live from Friday onwards right across the weekend. Stacks of Aussies in the running for gold. I would it's love be great. your job just for a week. Uh, that'll do it from uh, all of us here at PTI Australia. I'm Russell Barwick. I'm Jason Bennett. And as Sam always says, you know it makes sense. Yes, it does. There you go. One, so you you go to LA yep. and then back to Bristol? Uh, no, back to here for what a couple for? of weeks. Just family time. Just going to have a couple of weeks off.